It's Cindy's choice to be brave and make a difference. Cindy here, and thank you. Thank you for being here as we continue on this destitute to destiny journey. Um, pretty amazing. Just at a time right now, we're actually stepping into the destiny, and it's pretty incredible. And on the last segment, I I kind of left off. Well, I I end I end every segment with lead with love. You know, lead with love. So I'm on this love thing right now. And of course, if you've been listening, you know, tune, tune into some other episodes and you'll get more on that. But love's a whole new thing for me. <laughs> and I've always been just, you know, super, super eager, eager to love, but I didn't have an understanding of authentic, healthy love because of the horrendous childhood and, and beginnings that I had in life. So the, the last segment, I was like, all right, I want you to lead with love. And I thought, okay, we're, you know, that's. That's something I, I want to dig into that a little bit because, oh my goodness, here I am, y'all. I'm from Texas and, you know, stereotypes are true to some degree. <laughs> yeah, it's like Texans are tough and um, very stoic. And it's confusing because I'm this tough Texan, yet I'm, you know, I was a sensitive empath you know, emotionally led person. And that's very confusing because what would happen a lot for me as I was so stoic and which, but in my case, then when I wasn't healthy, I was super stoic. And, but what I was doing was just pushing things down deeper, deeper, deeper. But, oh my goodness, when that trigger would come along, the explosion was tremendous and pretty ugly (laughs) as well. But it's kind of understandable if, um, you know, if you hold all that in and it all comes out at once, it's, it's going to be a big, ugly blast. But that whole, you know, I say that about leading with love. And I kind of got to thinking, because like I was sharing with Landon, our producer here, how I, I know I can learn when I listen to myself, but I don't <laughs> It's I don't want to go hear me, but sometimes, you know, I will go listen. I haven't been listening lately, but I got to thinking about some of the things I'm sharing there. Love this love. We got to have love. Leave with love. And I thought, oh, my. <laughs> oh, how that must sound, you know, to some people. And, you know, it's like I, there I probably sound like this, you know, um, hippie peace, love, you know, everybody love everybody. Let's just love, you know, all we need is love. And I'm like, oh gosh, that, that's not it at all. That is not it at all. Um, love isn't the fix all. And me just kind of right now, I'm just so elated and excited about actually knowing and finding love and getting the opportunity to love and in, in such a big way. Um, you know, it, it's just, that's where I'm at right now. And, and that's just what I'm full of and what's going to come out of me. Yet, you know, there's so much more. There's not just so much more to it than love. There's so much more to love, to love itself. And that's what I think people get so confused about. Because if there's anything I've discovered is that love is not a feeling. Love is it, it's not a feeling at all. Feelings come and go. It's a, that's, it's an emotion, you know, that's an emotion. But love is so much more. And that's a lot what my story demonstrates is I share about how the cycle of defeat, cycle of defeat, cycle of defeat. Finally, finally, I broke free 
on my own, making it happen and so forth like that. And then, you know, the rug gets pulled out from under me. That that on my own kind of thing that I still didn't understand how vulnerable that's the word, how vulnerable I still was. All of a sudden, I felt, I'm not vulnerable now. I'm not codependent on a man. I'm not codependent on the government. I'm, I'm not co- codependent on, you know, a parent that, you know, doesn't have my best interests in mind or any predators. And yeah, I thought that's what, and no, it, it, there was no empowerment there. And rabbit trail, I think that's where I'll go right now because empowerment is, it, you know, it's kind of confidence, but so much more. I had confidence when I was unhealthy. I guess I was very accomplished professionally, um, very driven. I had this survival kind of always been brave, had to be a very confident, very confident, capable professional. Yet empowerment is totally different. Like we build confidence inside of us because we learn to do something well, we know something well, and that kind of builds that confidence. But empowerment oh my goodness, it, it's not from you. <laughs> it's like something that comes through you. And that's what I've gotten to discover is that, oh, real authentic love empowers. And, and even that, it's not that it, it's like, oh, the, it, it's not like a magical thing that happens. It's like someone loving me enough to help me to find me and, and love me for me and give me purpose, you know, that it, it's, um, I'm going to dig into this a little deeper because it, it's something I'm trying to kind of learn to explain that I've experienced so that I'm processing this with you. What I've kind of discovered lately with, with sharing the story is that you, that's the only reason I made it after finally kind of getting there, managing on my own, the rug gets pulled out. All of a sudden I learned real fast. No, I can't do this. You know, if, if I can't work, I, I can't do this. But that forced me. It forced me. <laughs> I'd made the choice. I'd chosen faith, but I didn't have much choice <laughs> than to keep trusting Jesus. And I shouldn't say that because a lot of people don't make that choice, even in those circumstances. Okay, I'm, I'm going to wind back on that one. But I made the choice to have faith, even through these ridiculous kinds of circumstances that just didn't make any sense on, Hey, I'm a Christian now. I believe now I'm doing all the right things now. Why is this happening to me? And you know what? I even had people kind of recognize that along the way. And that kind of get me emotional. You know, it's funny how just the smallest little things help you in a certain time in a very horrible time when my, um, um, about to go homeless again in the inner city streets of Houston, Texas, uh, getting away from my psychotic second husband and this, uh, we, we, there was a business relationship and I'd stood up and like told all the business relationships, what was going on, how he was trying to not in a, in a spiteful kind of way, I was protecting them. That's why he was throwing me out because I was like, no, I can't do this. I can't be compromised. I can't allow them to be compromised. And one of those business people, I mean, he said, Cindy, he goes, this is really tough. He go, I'm getting emotional because it was hard for me too. And he said, because I can tell. He goes, I can tell you're not in this situation. Oh gosh, this is hitting me. You're not in the situation. Thank you, Landon. (laughs) It's like, you're not in this situation from any fault of your own. (laughs) Oh my goodness. And at the time that I heard that, I'm like, whoa, you know, and 
But then he said, he goes, but I know I can't rescue you. How powerful was that? How powerful was that? And now in that moment where I was at, I was kind of wanting to be rescued. (laughs) I was in a pretty scary situation. What am I going to do? I've stood up to this psychotic maniac beast that has threatened to kill me and has abused me and come close to killing me. And um, I'm standing up to him and protecting others and not, you know, just not going to allow myself to be compromised no matter what. And so I kind of needed like I was like, I could use some help here. But that was powerful what he said to me. Because I, that's a lot what I'd struggle. I'm doing everything. I'm trying so hard. You know, I'm doing the best I know to do right. You know, the, like I was always looking for the right thing to do. And when I did stumble, I'd like, I'd get accountable real quick and go, oh, wait a minute. I messed up. This is what's going on here. You know, and it was just causing major, major issues. And, you know, the, the whole, well, I kind of, I kind of forgot where I was going with that, but the, that's the trouble with rabbit trails, but I'll get back to it. But you know, that the whole thing with love and understanding what love really is, is where I was going. And I'm on here and I'm talking right now and I, I'm just grinning because I'm like, Oh my gosh, how I'm a sound, um, lead with love. We all need love. I found love. And it, you know, now I'm digging in and I'm seeing, Oh, Wow. Well, what did it take? What did it take for me to find this love that has empowered me? Well, it wasn't like all of a sudden, oh, I have Jesus and Jesus loves me and I'm empowered. Yay. <laughs> I think that's, that's you know, a, a, a lot of Christians <laughs> think that I, a lot of, I did early on. It's like, okay, I'm a Christian now. Everything's going to be okay. But, um, but as we grow, you know, we realize, you no, know, there's way much to it because what was happening in those circumstances is the love of Jesus was empowering me. <laughs> he was, oh gosh, y'all, this is getting me because I feel this love of, you know, I didn't have a father. I didn't have anyone who guided me. And that's what, that's what God was doing. They, you know, and I say they, cause I'm, you know, I'm referring to the Trinity cause I, you know, I reference God, you know, Jesus, the Holy spirit, they're all the same, but, uh, Jesus was right there with me. I got to tell you, but, um, the, uh, that's what was happening. The, the father, my father that loved me so much was allowing me to go through the lessons I needed to learn so that I could understand and receive his love. And y'all, when I talk about unstoppable, when I talk about a make it happen person, when I talk about driven, when I talk about a type personality, when I talk about confidence, that was me. There was no stopping me. Yet there was no stopping me. And what was I doing? I was running 90 miles an hour in the wrong direction constantly and crashing hard. And it, you know, when, when that much is done in you for so long, there's a lot of undoing. Everything's got to be broke down before it can be rebuilt. And, you know, like I say, I'm a logical blonde and I studied the Bible. So I kind of got that, but that didn't, that didn't make it any easier when you're facing homelessness on the streets of inner city, Houston, Texas, for goodness sakes, without a dime, without anything. And, you know, this evil controller 
wanting to, you know, just make it as difficult on you as possible and no other contacts are support. It's pretty terrifying stuff. But that's what it, <laughs> I mean, it, like how else was I going to learn? <laughs> so I got through that and then I got through the next situation that that led to that was just as bad in a different way and, and took longer to get out of. It's like, and through each one of those things, I learned to trust and depend on something other than me and something way stronger than me, something way wiser than me. Yet, you know, it's like, how could that be a loving God? Oh my goodness. I, I get you. I mean, I don't wish that on anybody, but at the same time, I kind of have this, you know, I love people enough to kind of, when I pray for them, whatever it takes, God whatever it takes, because look what's happening now. I, I wouldn't have this if God hadn't allowed whatever it takes, <laughs> whatever it takes to get me there. And I'd ask for that. And I would committed to that. And thank goodness. I, I just can't imagine. I mean, you know, I've shared about my mom, my psychotic mom that, you know, the, you know, using people just, I would have been that, um, you know, I was on that path to just, you know, keep looking for the next man to take care of me. But in a purposeful kind of way, I wasn't doing that on purpose. I avoided that at all cost. You know, I, I kind of shared about how um, the uh, in my 20s and stuff, I just I, 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 I was very independent and I didn't stick to relationships. I didn't need a man. I didn't want anybody to take care of me. It, it wasn't I didn't you know, I was kind of real confused, but I wasn't I didn't feel comfortable you know, if, if, um, if there wasn't a fair exchange, if there wasn't, I, I wouldn't, and I experienced, oh, okay, I'm about to get real. Um, I did experience that a little bit because it's tempting when y'all, I, I, that whole era where I talk about when I was popular, um, that was, I mean, I was pursued by some like major pursuers. And again, I want to say, I, I kind of got uneasy with that period of my time because I was like more promiscuous than I wanted to be, but it's not like all these pursuers, I, they weren't getting that from me. I'm telling you, it's like, it, it was, I mean, I, I can remember, I remember a birthday, you know, being at work and three dozen roses show up from three different pursuers. And I was embarrassed. I, I wasn't like a, proud of that or any, that wasn't like, oh, look at me, you know, I'm. I it embarrassed me. And then I, I remember a Christmas when, you know, I had set times for gift exchanges with, you know, I'm, I'm y'all, I'm okay. And we'll dig into this more because it's, I mean, I'm talking like fur coats, expensive jewelry, those kinds of things. And, but I, you know, there was a gift exchange. I didn't just receive gifts and there and we had relationships, but they weren't intimate. I mean, in some cases it was, but in most it wasn't. Y'all, it was a it was a crazy time. Again, you've got to picture the environment. Dallas, Texas, very cosmopolitan, polished Texas in the 80s, high volume, you know, high end nightclubs. It was a, you know, kind of a glamorous scene. I'm a manager, you know, got the tall blonde thing going on. It was a, and it was something I just didn't know how to manage. So I would kind of get taken in like, but like I might receive a gift and, and then I cut it off after that. It just, it, I didn't want to, I, you know, I wasn't in it for gifts. I wasn't in it 
to be, y'all, I was looking for love. I didn't know that at the time. And I loved it how I was on the radio um, the other night and I was kind of sharing a little bit about this and the producer in the break played that song, Looking for Love in All the Wrong Places. <laughs> I was like, there you go. That's exactly what I was doing. And, but of course I didn't know that. I was just lost. I was just bouncing off the walls. I felt like a ping pong ball. You know, I just, I, not ping pong. What's it called? Pinball. I felt like a pinball. Just, okay. You know, I, I had no idea. And, you know, all, all this attention and I, I had no idea how, you know, how to manage that. So it's say, now I'm trying to remember why I got off on that. <laughs> but it all comes back down to love, doesn't it? Okay, no, I know where I was going. Okay, I was comparing to my mother. Because it's almost like life wanted me to duplicate, you know, because that's what we do usually. We become our parents. You know, a, a girl will marry, like, someone like her father, um, a guy marries someone like her mother. And then we, you know, the guy becomes his father. That, that's kind of a, but I remember very early on, you know, telling my son and my daughter, I'm like, hey, you pay attention, <laughs> take the best from your mama and the best from your daddy and be that <laughs> focus on that. It, it don't don't because I had that struggle and I'd made the decision early on. I don't want to be like her, meaning my mom, you know, I, I, I recognize like, I don't want to be like that. But yet there I was. Uh, so on that path, but not in a malicious way. Like, I mean, she was a man eater. I mean, it was just, you know, she was looking for victims, you know, who will take care of me? Who can I dupe into taking care of me? And she drug us around. I, I, I share that, um, in early episodes in my story. I mean, it, thrown out of this guy's house, moving into this guy's house and, you know, dragging us along with her. And, you know, as I shared my story, that's, it's kind of what was almost being forced on me when I was trying so hard not to be that. And it's crazy, but do you see like the bigger vision here? Like if you were up at heaven looking down and you could see the whole thing, um, that that's what it took for me to be in these situations where I felt like I had to, I had to. And that, that blurs your vision in that moment. I'm saying, Oh, I have to do this. No, I'm, this is Mr. Wonderful. And he loves me and he's taking such good care of me. And it, you know, you, you get duped easier because of the fear and the desperation that's you push down so deep inside of you. But it's just crazy. Um, the path that I was on and okay, this is going to be embarrassing, but I got to get real because I, I, but you know, I could have played that game way better than my mama. <laughs> I'm telling you, <laughs> I could have played it way better. Uh, I, y'all, when I was in that scene, like with the clubs and everything it, in those circles, I mean, there were sugar daddies everywhere and there were like, it, it, and I can remember like it confused me here. I was, and I had those opportunities. There were wealthy men that would have set me up an apartment and, you know, Paid for just so when they were in town, I would go out with them. I would be their partner and, and, and then some. And y'all, this is for real. This is like, that was a, the scene then. And I knew beautiful girls. And that, okay, I talk about the club business. I was sharing with my producer, Landon Easer, like, you know, that included comedy clubs. So I was in that network. I was in these high volume upscale clubs. So like other club owners wanted to know me because they wanted to get in our club. So that was like a network. And I got invited to other clubs. Well, guess what? I got invited into these upscale, like 
gentlemen clubs. And it's like, I'd make a quick appearance because it was in that, it was almost kind of respectful. It was kind of odd though, because it was mostly men managers. So it was like, why are they inviting me? <laughs> but, you know, I'd make a quick, like, you know, managerial appearance because it was like a hospitality kind of thing. And these were very upscale. I mean, super wealthy men going in these places. And, you know, I knew a lot of the girls that danced and I knew a lot of the girls that made $1,500 a night. And I remember like being offered those opportunities. And I'm just so thankful because I'm like, oh, wow. Because I, I remember like trying to, to consider it like keyword. I really try. I'm like, Cindy, are you stupid? You know, are you, you know, and I was making really good money. I mean, it, it, but not that kind of money. And I was like, how can you turn this down? And I'm, I'm just so thankful because I was so vulnerable. And so that I just knew, you know, I knew not to be tempted by the money or tempted by, you know, this man that air quote, take care of you. Um, I was trying to build, I loved working. I loved managing the clubs and having responsibility. And, you know, I just, you know, it, it, but, but it was all so confusing. So the point I'm trying to make here is like, that was, it's kind of like I was getting thrown in to this temptation of what I most wanted to stay away from and not be, because I did not want to be my mother. I didn't want to be that person out there just looking for the next person to use and take care of me. And, um, that, that y'all, I, I dug in right there. I hadn't really shared to that degree before, but I think it's important because it, it, it's, um, there, there's so much to this. There's so many layers to it. And we just got to keep peeling the layers away because I, I really want you to get the value of love. And I'm going to continue on this because that process of, of where, you know, where I was and then trying to, you know, getting in the wrong marriage just to escape and get out of that confusion because of the cycle that I was in. And then ending up in like even worse of a cycle than ever. And all that worked to my good. All that was necessary <laughs> for me to be like who I am right now and where I'm at right now. And, you know, to, to be in a position to help so many, yet oh, I feel so helpless because that's what I'm trying to process right now. How did this get done? And how can I help others understand this and find it for themselves? So you got to keep tuning in and you know you know, I'm going to leave you with love, especially today, since we talked about love and we're going to keep talking about love. I'm going to leave you with love because I want you to lead with love. And we'll keep talking about that. Just again, I want to encourage you seek first to understand, give people, you know, give people time. Get, don't, don't be quick to judgment. Seek first to understand and go make good choices.